Hi guys and welcome back to episode 16 of the In The Hub podcast, brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. Today we'll be speaking to Mark Vadic from VPod TV. Mark is credited with a variety of different professions within the media and entertainment industries. A director, actor, entertainment lawyer and a producer to name a few. Now, Mark takes on broadcasting with the team at VPod TV, a brand new channel based out in Chicago, which centers around video podcasting content. We really hope that you enjoy this episode. Right, so uh, we'll get straight into it then, Mark. So how are you today? I'm doing really good, really good. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Not too bad. It's Friday, isn't it? It, it, it? Just on the cusp of the weekend. Yeah, I, I am I am pretty grateful for uh, the week coming to an end, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, Mark, I think we'll just get straight into the questions then, if that's okay with you. Sure. Awesome. So, Mark, how did you get your start within the media and the broadcasting industry as a whole? And what was your background like when you first started? Uh, yeah, uh, I was I was a failed actor. Um, so, <laughs> actually, there's truth to that. There's truth to that. Um, you know, I uh, I started uh, acting when I was a kid and, you know, fancied myself an actor, uh, even through college. And, uh, when I, when I graduated college, uh, I had, you know, much to appease my mother. I, I, I applied to law schools because she, uh, she did not want me, uh, to pay for college so that I could uh, be a bartender for the rest of my life. And, uh, and at the, uh, when I graduated, so I got accepted at, at a bunch of schools, but uh, the, the law school I wound up going to offered me a scholarship. And at the same time, I got offered uh, my first role off Broadway. And the two conflicted. And, uh, and that was kind of a moral dilemma. And, and I remember uh, the advice was that I could always go act, but I could not always have people pay for me to go to school. So, uh, so I went to school and, uh, still acted locally and started directing and writing and things like that. But, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I got into it. So I, I, I was focusing on, you know, uh, studying to be a lawyer or I guess barrister or solicitor, as y'all would say that, that was what was going on. And I had always just really missed the arts and theater and acting and writing. So I was, I was trying to keep active, even, even in law school, I was still directing plays. Can you, can you get rusty, you know, say you were focusing on, on just doing practice in law. Can you get rusty f- from acting and, and filmmaking or is it something that always kind of sticks with you? I think you can. Thank you. That was kind of a nice speed segue for me. Uh, so after I had practiced law for about 10 years or so, I really began to miss it more and more and I had still participated in it. But uh, I decided to, to close my law firm, and I, I was doing entertainment law. So I, you know, I had represented some some actors and some pretty famous people, and was packaging some, some theater and things like that. But uh, I started to close the firm, and, and I I literally went back uh, to my alma mater, which was Northwestern University, and uh, I wanted to get my master's in theater. And the rationale behind that was I really did think that you can get rusty and, and it's like a, a muscle. So when, when I went and, you know, at this time, I think I'd worked on a few Broadway plays, packaging them, some that had won Tony's and, and you know, I, I had represented guys who, who you know, were, were icons in the entertainment industry. 
And so when I went back, uh, they asked me, why are you coming back to school? And, and I literally said, because I got to knock the rust off my wheels. And uh, I think doing that within an academic environment is a very safe environment to, to get, your, get, get your sea legs yeah. back. Yeah. So I think you're, is, is it your office that you're sat in at the moment? Yes, that's correct. I think for the listeners, it's a what I'm seeing now is a perfect representation of, of Mark's career. I think there's is that the kind of law um, <laughs> diplomas and stuff in the background, um, and then of course we've got some reels on the other <laughs> side, some film reels. So I think that I think that's just brilliant. Um, so the next question I, I kind of had for you, Mark, was was obviously you've been involved in in things like theatre and, and poetry, film and TV. Could you condense it into the one single thing that draws you in the most about the media and entertainment industry? What is it that keeps you coming back? Why? Uh, I, I, I think I think it, it's what it is in its at its highest level. Okay, and, and for for me, be you know, art in general, theater, poetry, film, TV, and, and I'm not. By the way, let me preface this uh, for anyone who's seen my movies: they're not art. Uh, but uh, but in an ideal scenario, I've seen the trailers, Mark. They are. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. You are very kind. I'll send you the check later. Uh, <laughs> so, um, for me, the, those mediums are—they kind of trans. They're transcendent. You know, so so they speak uh, across cultural, racial, ethnic, religious boundaries, and and, and that's an ideal world. And, and in those rare moments when you're working in, on projects like that, and, and you get to experience that, it, it becomes very addictive, and so it does draw you back in time and time again. Um, so so that that that's really what what keeps pulling me back, and and, and film. It, 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 it's interesting, you know. It's one of the few mediums where the, where you get couched very easily. You know, you, you stay in your little niche, and uh, and it doesn't really happen in, in theater. It's one of the things I like about theater. Like you, you know, they don't say, "Oh my God," you know. You just uh, you, you you directed a, a Shakespearean play. You, you you can't do Pinter now because you're this. But like if you if you're in film, and, and you know, my my first experience was, was a horror movie. And they go, well, you're a horror director. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I really like this story. And they're like, no, 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 you know. So, uh, so for a while, it, you know, I was really focused. Yeah, I was getting hired a lot to write and ghostwrite and, uh, and direct stuff, but principally in the genre, I, you know, even to the point where people used to ask me, you know, what do you do for a living? And I go, well, I, I kill college kids in the woods. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they'd look at me kind of funny. I go, not for real. You know. <laughs> SAG won't let me. Uh, uh, SAG's the Screen Actors Guild oh, okay. here. So, uh, but yeah, so, so that, that's really what kind of keeps me going. So I, I, I fancy myself a storyteller. And, and honestly, you know, that, that even translates into my legal profession because I, I principally did trial work. And, uh, and, and I think a good trial lawyer um, is also a storyteller. You have to tell a story. Mark, if I'll just introduce the kind of audience to obviously how, how we um, came to meet. You've got a pretty exciting project coming up, haven't you? A, a new television channel that, that you guys are setting up. Yeah. Um, could you just introduce us to, to VPod and uh, and what you guys are trying to achieve? Yeah. Uh, so, so VPod TV, um, which stands for Video Podcast, and uh, it's www.vpodtv.com. Please check that out. Uh, 
But what it is, is it's a broadcast television station in the Chicago market. And it's a true broadcast station in that we're over the air. And then it's coupled with, um, with an OTT platform, over-the-top platform. And it will be focused on talk. So it's, re- it's really focused on adding visual elements to podcast and broadcasting them so that we can, you know, expand the market and the audience share for those people. So was there a single kind of moment where um, you decided that you'd go ahead with ePod? You know, what, what inspired you guys to go ahead with it? Um, you, you know, honestly, well, here, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you another way. I, I, I hope I don't bore your listeners to death. But so, uh, when I was six, um, and I don't think I told you this while we were talking, but when I was six, I, uh, and I'm dating myself, but music videos started to become really popular. And so I, I got the brilliant idea of, of putting together a music video television station. And I had brought that idea to my father who, who, who laughed. And, uh, and you, you'd be surprised how hard it is for a six-year-old to, to go to like a venture capitalist and try and raise money. It just wouldn't even, wouldn't, nothing. They give you, they give you a set of Legos, go get, get out of here. Um, so, but I really thought it would have been a great idea. And I remember people laughing at me and going, who's going to sit at home and watch music? And then, you know, sure enough, MTV, VH1, et cetera, comes along. And so I was like, okay. And then as I got a little bit older, I started uh, producing uh, some commercials. And, and one of my jobs in college was selling uh, cable space. And um, so I was selling advertising on cable and producing the commercials as well. And uh, they didn't have enough content. And at that point, they, they had offered me a cable station in Chicago. And I just didn't know what to put on it. So I, I passed and I kind of regret doing that. Jump forward some more time. Um, I started exploring uh, putting together a television station because I had started producing some television shows. And like like most things where, where the distributor the distribution side of the, the uh, business tends to be more economically stable than the creative side you know there's a, there's a there's a disproportionate risk uh, on creation unless you have distribution so I, I started um, looking into it probably four or five years ago to be honest and and so as a result of that you know Kent, who's one of our consultants, called me, and there was this opportunity that came up. Well, unfortunately, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, content is king if you're going to create a station. Otherwise, you're kind of just rebroadcasting other people's stuff. Nothing wrong with that. There's great business models. But I I really wanted to to blend that. Uh, And I was thinking, what can you create safely during a pandemic? And, and like right now I'm producing a film or co-producing a film uh, in Minnesota, uh, you know, plug it called way of the warriors. It's a hockey movie, but, but we're, we're running into all kinds of obstacles because of COVID. So obviously if, if we need a constant stream of content, I, I was like, we can't do that. Well, what can you do with a limited cast and limited crew? podcast and podcasts are kind of the equivalent of what the music video was back when I was six years old. You know, it's very engaging for young people, um, which I just dated myself as old by using the term young people, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, now is the point where you go, he, 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 
you don't only describe my background, you go, he has this full black hair and a black beard and all this stuff. Instead we'll Photoshop of no you in the picture. Whatsoever. There we go. We'll Photoshop it. That is a good <laughs> idea. So, um, so that, so it, since podcasts were kind of in my mind, the equivalent of me, music videos. Um, and again, when, when I brought the subject up, people literally said, well, you know, the draw of the, the podcast is you can listen to it anywhere. So who's going to sit at home and watch a podcast? Well, since that was the same thing that I was told about music videos, I was like, okay, maybe I can catch lightning twice in a bottle and, and we're, we're going to try this. You know, with, with all the kind of producer, director, actor credits that you've had throughout your career, how well do you think this prepares you for setting up a TV channel? Um, you know, have you got all your bases covered now? I, I can imagine you, you know, darting around, creating the content, uh, you know, writing up the scripts for the interviews, all this kind of stuff. But how, how well prepared do you think you are? Having a wide breadth of experience, you know, from writer, director, producer, lawyer, actor, it is very helpful. I, I, you know, my first film, I had the good fortune uh, of having a, a first assistant director, production coordinator, if you will, um, who knew theater because I, I had moved from theater to film and uh, never, never really even entertained doing a movie. Um, and he translated that language for me very well. So, so I'm like, who's that guy? You know, who's that gaffer? He goes, lighting designer. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and I'm like, like, who are you? He, he goes, house manager, stage manager. Like, oh, okay, I got you. And I, uh, um, so he translated it for me, and, and we got through that shit. Um, and, and what I learned was that on that film set, if you really wanted to be able to direct it, you know, no pun intended on being a director, but if you really wanted to be able to move and create what you wanted and at least move it in that direction because it's collaborative. You, you had to know everybody's job so that you could talk to them and you could appreciate the problems that they were dealing with. So to that extent, I think, you know, being a producer, director, writer, actor, lawyer, you know, Indian chief, um, it helps because you, not necessarily because I, I can do anything because I can't, you only have 24 hours in a day. But, but when I'm delegating things to people, it helps because I can understand the hurdles that they're going to be experiencing and the obstacles. And, and I might be able to help, uh, you know, help get them through some of those obstacles easier. So when you were kind of building up the, uh, the idea of VPOD um, and the infrastructure you're going to have uh, coming along with this channel, you know, what were the main concerns for you guys? What what did you want to prioritize in terms of getting the inf infrastructure set up for the channel? Um, well, again, yeah, I, I kind of um, got lucky, if you will, in, in that the, the group of people that I worked with, when we pooled our resources and our collective experience, it just seemed like the infrastructure kind of came together. It, it, it was a very um, complementary relationship. So... You know, Jason, who I, who I think you had talked to, you know, Jason knows tech and marketing. I, I knew the creative and the nuts and bolts of production and, and uh, you, you know, all the exciting contract stuff that comes along with it. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Ken, you know, knew the technical side and he's run stations before. Um, so fortunately, it started to come together pretty easily. And, you know, where we had some stop gaps, we, we bring people together. 
Uh, I know we were talking about obviously this is all being set up during um, coronavirus, but you know how how has COVID nineteen impacted your plans to set up VPod, and and did it motivate you guys, or did it present more obstacles? Oh boy, uh, you know, uh, uh, here you're in London. Uh, best of times, worst of times. Okay, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, it, it, it was literally both. Um, it really was. I, I mean, it it, it forced certain creativity and, and creative choices and you know how how are you going to function safely too because you know while, while I, I absolutely appreciate art and creation and production i i don't want to see anyone get seriously ill or die because we're in production i i just don't think that's a a, a remotely fair trade so so how do you you know how do you create like like we had discussed before how do you keep that safety and how do you still tell stories and so part of my background what was what they called performance studies um as opposed to theater so it's a fine distinction but but performance studies incorporated you know uh oral interpretation of literature performance art uh poetry a a little a little bit broader spectrum than stage theater did and and so again you know the the storyteller the the i don't even know what you call the podcaster the video podcaster is storyteller yeah seems like a really good safe way to create engaging content and you know to that end we, we had a talk with one of our branding people and you know we were like trying to kick around low, uh, you know, slogans because that, you know, that's what you do. Um, and uh, we we had talked about, you know, bringing talk back to TV and they were like, well, you know, there, there are talk shows. And I go, well, there are, there are talk shows, but, but they're not substantive talk shows. And I, and I'm not saying by the way that we, we are going to be, but, but it, you know, it, like now people seem to go on talk shows because I've got a book coming out. I've got a movie coming out. I'm dropping my new single. Um, they don't have a conversation for the sake of having a conversation and the substance of it. Um, and so when I say that we're kind of bringing the talk back to, to television, what I'm hoping is the, that we're bringing a conversation about that that does have a little bit more weight and meaning and civility by the way people just don't have civil conversations anymore i mean we've turned into a pretty polarized society where you know depending on which show you walk on to if you say the wrong thing or you 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 know you wear the wrong ribbon or whatever it is you know they'll, they'll try and crucify you and so hopefully the 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 types of shows that that will be bringing are, are engaging, telling stories, but they'll also have that um, that substantive element about them. Mark, I guess just to kind of finish up on, um, you know, what do you envision for the future of VPod, and, and how do you think it's going to excel? Well, um, I, again, I, I I think we're bringing a pretty eclectic uh, group of original programming to the table. We're also living off some some old classic stuff, right? So, so we'll incorporate old stuff, um, classic television, and then as we create new content, which is going to be longer, by the way, because of, of the pandemic, just by force, it takes longer to produce stuff. We'll start cycling that out. So, so that's kind of how I see it going in the short term. In, in the long term, you know, I'd love for it to turn into something like 
uh, a WGN, which was a, is a station in Chicago that started out as a really small little broadcast station. And now, honestly, it's one of the biggest national um, stations in the country. And, and I would love to kind of follow that model um, where, where we, we have affiliates and they're, they're bringing our content into their, their various markets. Um, so yeah, that, that, that would be, that, that would be, I guess my, my, my long-term goal with that. So I, I guess all that's left is, is how can people get in touch with you personally and, and where can I find out more about VPod TV when it, um, when it launches? Uh, sure. Um, well, obviously they can go to the website, which is www.vpodtv.com. Um, and if they want to get a hold of me, so if you're a content producer or, you know, uh, just have questions or you're, you're interested in affiliates partnering somehow, you know, um, advertisers, please take note. Um, <laughs> you, you know, uh, they can reach me at just Mark, M-A-R-K at vpodtv.com. And then the other thing that I guess I should say uh, for content producers, because, you know, a, a big part of, I think, what draws people to podcasting is, you know, opening up the ability to, to get your ideas across, right? Um, and so we're having a contest uh as well so if you want to sign up for the contest where you're, you think you'll be a good content creator uh we've got a spot for you and I'll, I'll be really interested to see about the ideas that people come up with for for the station yeah so definitely any budding content creators out there definitely take take up the offer on that um you know i'm really excited to see what you guys do um and I, yeah can't wait it's gonna be really exciting appreciate the help like like you guys you know at playbox too you've been really helpful like your your solution is really it's made it a lot easier than it would have been without it thank you so much mark for taking the time out as always it really is appreciated uh, i think that was a really good one um just because of, of